Radio fam, welcome to season two, episode seven. And this is kind of like a, if you have listened to the um, season one, if you listen to all of season one, then you have already heard uh, this, uh, the the content that's going to be on this next episode. Um, It is with Sarah Quinn, and I believe she was like, I don't know, my second or third guest on the first season. And um, this was when I first started the podcast. So if you look back at those episodes, those um, the first few are like an hour or more long. Um, and, you know, that's because I was just trying to figure this stuff out. And I actually needed to go back and re-edit the video uh, for social media purposes. So um, in doing that, I basically just broke the... Because um, we, we ended up talking about like quarantine, like her growth in quarantine so a little bit about her radio story, some stuff on Twitch. Um, and really, yeah, there was kind of two subjects. There was Twitch and then just kind of Sarah's view on um, like interns and, and radio and being a support system for people even after they leave radio. And I just thought um, it was nice to just, I guess, focus those thoughts a little better, break them into one. So this one's about a half an hour long. Well, we're just talking about the radio stuff. I left. I figure um, she's been doing a lot with Twitch, so I'll get a new update on Twitch from her. I thought this stuff was going to be a little more valuable. So anyway, when I re-edited the video for YouTube and social media, I went ahead and ripped the audio too uh, for those that just, you know, like to consume just a half an hour long podcast. That's like myself. You know, I typically don't like to listen to an hour either, and I have it on like double speed or whatever if it's super long, so I get it. Um, also, I'm going to be like, I've been traveling, and I'm going to be traveling the next couple weeks so hopefully I'm gonna keep hopefully I don't need to take a break because I've been doing good actually getting these out every Thursday um next week actually might just be me talking I don't know I don't know we'll figure it out so like I said if you already listened to Sarah Quinn's episode you've already heard all this um or if you have heard it before and you just want to hear it repackaged here you go um I would encourage though just check out if you're not subscribed to the radio fam on YouTube please go do that especially if you like visuals, I've tried to get videos done to all of these podcast episodes, except if they're an episode where it's just me. Um, but yeah, the video for Sarah has been re-edited. It is up on YouTube. Check it out. She's awesome. And she's got a lot of good tips on how we should treat our uh, fellow radio peeps. What actually got me interested in radio is because you know, I'm comfortable with saying this. I'm kind mm-hmm. of a failed actress. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so what happened was uh, I've always been a little ham. I've always been a little ham. My dream originally was to be an actress. I actually mm-hmm. went to school for an acting conservatory in New York City, and I graduated there. And before I went to my acting conservatory, I was at Kent State uh, for uh, broadcast journalism but it was so boring there was no creativity so so um at that time um because the summer before I was I went out to New York City for a modeling convention and an acting convention and that's how my school discovered me oh and uh they contacted me halfway through my freshman year at Kent and they're like we really loved your audition we would love you to come out and audition to be in the school And I said, okay. So over my Christmas break, I went out and I auditioned. And then uh, right around my spring break, they contacted me and said, you're accepted. Um, And so I stopped going to Kent, went out there, graduated, tried the acting thing. But my my dream was always to be a voiceover actress. So 
I took all voice classes and they're like, well, you have to take, you know, some of this and the Meisner technique and blah, 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 and dancing. And I'm like, okay, fine. But I really want to get into voiceovers. <laughs> um, and so then I also got, uh, I also got taught, I took classes under, his name was Paul Liberty and he was the first voiceover actor for Meowth for, for Pokemon for the North American release, which was uh-huh. really cool. Oh, okay. And another gentleman by the name of Howard Ross, who was really cool, really cool older dude. And he was the first, he, he, he had a wonderful career, but I'm a big nerd, obviously. So Love when it. he told me that he was the voiceover for the Nintendo console when it was released in the 1980s in North America, I lost it. <laughs> And I was like, I want you as my voice coach. Um, <laughs> so after that kind of fell by the wayside, um, I went, came back to Ohio, went back to Kent State University, and this time for electronic media production. Uh, mm-hmm. So I could edit audio, edit video. And I was like, I just feel so lost, you know? And um, then I saw that we had a college radio station. I said, okay, let's let's try this out. The show is called The Toy Box. <laughs> and I would just talk about video games and cartoons and new toys and new gadgets and features. And then I got two internships at the same time. One at an NPR station and the another one at a Top 40 station at the same time. Mm-hmm. When I was told it couldn't be done. I was told, I was told, no, you're only a sophomore. No, we don't allow you to get an internship yet because you might embarrass the school because you don't have the skill set yet. And I went, so I went out and got them because they told me no. <laughs> I, <love that. laughs> I remember when my professor, because then your junior year, they're like, okay, so we're going to sit down and we're going to, we're going to help you find an internship. And so at my meeting, I went, I already have them. What do you mean you already have them? I said, I got them as a sophomore. And it was the same guy that told me no. And he goes, but I told you no. And I said, I know. Yeah, and I said, but obviously it worked out just fine. I didn't embarrass myself because they still want me. Exactly. And so I, I interned through there. My first paying gig in radio was a production assistant and an on-air announcer for an NPR station. And so then when I graduated college, um, I was because I was interning at the top 40 as a, actually a marketing assistant. As soon as I graduated, uh, the top 40 said, hey, we want to offer you a job. And I went, Okay. And so two days after I graduated, I started in radio and then I just, that's it. I I slowly worked up the chain and the woman that uh, originally hired me as an intern, I, after she retired, I ended up replacing her as the promotions marketing director. And uh, by that time, uh, then I was also given my own show at nights. Uh, So I I was their night jock and I did very well. Then, and then from there I went to middays and now we're here. But yeah, that's my journey. It all started because I wanted to be a voiceover actress and uh, it's really hard to get into voiceovers and that kind of led to me marrying my love of media and being a weirdo creative. And but, but, but that's what's really cool about radio. If we could just let there be a little, like a fine wine, let it breathe and let people <laughs> breathe a little bit. Uh, I, I feel like we could, because we have the ability to be cross-media platform. We, 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 we need to know now how to do video stuff. We've had to teach ourselves, but we've also had to do it the A-team way where we have to tie together paper clips and rubber bands and make it work. We've had to become such resourceful people and resilient people. Literally all the words you're using, it's so funny. They're things that I put on my resume when I apply other places. The top of my thing says executive assistant and creative problem solver. Yeah. 
and that's exactly what we have to do. And and I feel like you know we're we're given this skill set. We have to get that skill set in order to survive in this in this industry. So also at the same time, we won't dive into it and we won't use it for fear of whether it's failure or fear of somebody else like swooping in and saying you can't do that. Mm -hmm. Whatever it is, I'm gonna mm -hmm. be honest. I still don't want to lose her. I love. Oh yeah, I love it. And and it's not only just yes, I'm a little performer. Um, mm -hmm. which I love radio, but the other aspect of why I got into radio, because I could have chosen to go more behind the scenes and go TV video. Mm -hmm. I chose radio because I have always wanted to be a helper. Mm -hmm. I've always wanted to be a helper. I've always wanted to be someone that can help other people, that can bring people together, that mm -hmm. can unite them with things that they need or resources or blah, blah, blah. Yes. And radio can do that. And radio, I feel, has more ties to nonprofits and agencies to help people and assist people than TV does. Mm -hmm. And and that, I still have that tie. That is so important to me where, where I am. We don't have a lot of people that are super secure in mm -hmm. their life. You know, so radio is very popular here, you know, and, and and even though more people are doing like the uh, <coughs> XM, <coughs> <laughs> even that's a subscription, you know, yeah. uh, terrestrial radio. And and so if I was to lose radio, it would still break my heart and I would find another way. Yeah. Um, but especially my station, mm -hmm. um, I feel like we do an exemplary job of yeah. connecting making a relationship with nonprofits and and that would be something that I would want to so badly get back again mm -hmm. and just the creation access uh, aspect of it I do it's it's it, let's be honest it's cool being on the air it's fun oh totally I mean the ties that they have to it the conversations yeah. that you can it's yeah, I totally get it you know I was there at one point too being like well what else do I know how to do I, I think just us as humans in general not just radio people don't even know that all the type of different jobs that exist. There's just so many things out there. We just don't know. So I don't think people know where they can put their skills. Absolutely. And that, Marie, you make up, you bring up an amazing point. That was one thing that I was so scared of when mm -hmm. it was looking like uh, I, I have to make a change because I'm like, what the hell can I do? Not everybody needs someone to be able to use Adobe Audition or, or to be able to work a board. And, and those jobs are so competitive hard to come by and so many places now are selling off their assets and they're not, those jobs aren't being replaced. So it's getting harder and harder and harder to find it. There's so much. There is, so, I'm talking to you, the person that just lost their job. There is so much you can do. Sit down and write out everything that you do and look at it realistically. Don't look at it from the point of view where you're just hating on yourself and be like, I can't do it. No, no, no. So for example, us as promotions people, Marie, we can also put down that we're great at budgeting. Yep. We're great at exactly. event planning and coordination. We're great at client relations. We're yep. great at so many other things that mm -hmm. you need to think outside the box. And instead of looking at what your job was, look at the things that you actually had to do and execute it. Even on air person, even on air person, what do you have to do? You have to be able to manage a product for your endorsements. You have to be able to write copy. You have to be able to speak well and have, once again, client relations. Sh show prep equals research. Yes, it does. Show <laughs> prep equals research. Um, even even uh, doing uh, computer and the board and stuff, that's troubleshooting computers and technology. Absolutely. There's so many, there's so 
many skill sets that you have that you don't realize can easily carry over to the industries and seriously nonprofits. Nonprofits need people that understand how to connect with the media and get messages out. They need that. And, and, and radio people, we're, we're, we've been built for that. You've got so many skill sets that you don't even realize. And I feel like, I feel like a lot of people in our industry suffer from imposter syndrome. I think so. Um, myself, myself included. I am not, I am not immune to this, whatever. Same. Yep. Yes. Yes. Get, get outside of that. Mm -hmm. Stop it. Stop it because yeah. you have worth. Your worth is something that you created. Radio did not create that for you. Radio gave you hurdles and you said, come at me, bro. Mm -hmm. And you changed yourself and you got skill sets for it. That's yes. what happened there. I'm oh, I'm getting my cheerleader thing. I will always be everyone's cheerleader. I'm just like, <laughs> no, nah, stop it. I want to shake you. You're a beautiful, gorgeous queen and you don't. <laughs> totally. I, dude, I love that. And I, I, I can pick up on that and that that's what's again fun about social media and kind of figuring out you know who's vibing with the brand and, and aligning with what i'm saying too and and i've noticed that that all of you that i've talked to are like not only creative people but also have that baseline of wanting to help people it you know whether it's their radio peers whether it's you know volunteering it's kind of surprising i guess that there's so much like kind of like ego and, and competition and headbutting in radio when at the end right? of the day a lot of people just want to help each other so I'm like, then why are we such dicks to each other sometimes? You may, Marie, I wish we could hug each other, but we can't because of COVID. And also this is a digital thing. So, so that energy you're feeling right now, don't worry. It's not your heat going on and you're like, whoa, we need to turn that down. No, that's a hug. That's a hug. No. Yeah, you feel it. Feel the energy. No, you make up, you bring up a great point because I think it's because it's survival instinct. Think about mm, it. It's survival instinct. You, you're you're in the industry and it's very much still a doggy dog industry, which I just want to put that out there. If we change the industry from the ground up, then it changes. Just going to put it out there. Just going to put mm -hmm. it out there. Yeah, exactly. Just, just put it there. <laughs> Moving on. But, but if it, we all want to be helpers and stuff like that, so if we would stop getting just caught up into that, because it is true, it's true. If you talk to people outside of it, they're like, no, you do this, this, and this. No, you want to do this. We all want to be helpers. Mm -hmm. That's why we got into this. Mm -hmm. You know? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Preach it, Sarah. <laughs> uh, uh, I, can get, I, can, I can get very like, come on, guys. No, let's do this. We can. Like the little, like the little <laughs> bunny rabbit that at the end of the movie like ends up being like, come on, guys. Yeah, totally. When people are so sad, like you said, tying their whole worth to the radio station. And I'm just like, no, you know, like, trust me, like it, it took a while, me, a while for me to figure it out too. And I wasn't even like an on-air personality. I like being behind the scenes. I like, but that tie to radio is fun. And, but I'm just, I'm always like, God, if, if I can get away from that, like I want to help you, but to be like, okay, like I'm going to be okay. Some people are just not okay after yeah. losing it because that's all they know. That's all they're attached to. Or like you said, they just don't realize how their mm -hmm. skills that they really have any. Right. And I think it's because it's such a hard community to get into. Once you get out of it, you're scared. Now you're going to lose your community that you worked so hard and fight for. And to be honest, that is kind of on us. We need to still raise up our peers and our friends that we make just because they're out of the industry doesn't mean that they've lost worth to us. And that's kind of on us too. Let's be frank. Uh, people that leave this industry, because I was told a long time ago, it's kind of a coming of age moment that mm -hmm. everyone loses their job at one point. And if you're lucky, you get back in. If, if Because one day we will be that person. <laughs> and, 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 it's kind of on us too that are still in the industry. You know, that person that was your bestie or your 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 internet bestie because you're both in the industry, but then they lost the job because of cuts and I don't check up on them as much anymore. That's on us too. 
you know? That's, that's very true. That's very true. I, I've actually, it's funny you say that because even this year I've been trying to, even in my Meet the Fams, highlight some people that aren't necessarily on the radio at that time. You know, I'm like, kind of talk about yourself or or there's somebody up and coming mm-hmm. because I don't want to just, because I, I would notice some people would lose their jobs and be like, you know, tag me in it and say, oh, I hope that I can get back in the fam one day. And I'm like, but you're always part of the family, yeah. you know, like just because you lost your job. Like, well, I want to be a resource to help you get back in or, you know, take take your skills somewhere else if that's what you want to do, yeah, you know, absolutely. but I hate the lost feeling that they get. Mm-hmm. And then, and, and like I said, I think it's because it's so hard to get into this community. We're so tight knit that once you leave, it's like, oh, sorry, dude. And, and it's like, it's like, why be like that, though? It really we is. Why mm-hmm. on other industries because we get our money from advertising. <laughs> Thank you. Because <laughs> I'll, I'll see these graphs, you know, and it's like, you know, this many people listen to radio or whatever. And I'm like, but they're not showing you the bigger graph that's showing where people are spending their advertising dollars. And at the end of the day, that's what matters. It doesn't matter how many we can touch if that's where advertisers aren't spending their money. Exactly. So we have and to give them a reason to want to spend their money with us. Exactly. And if we would still connect with people once they leave the radio industry because guess what now they're going to get another skill set that might assist you if you want to go the selfish route not the humanistic route uh, <laughs> that their clients that that whoever they work for will give you insights into maybe a client that you're trying to get yeah but, but let's hope that the baseline though is because well this was a person that you connected with and cared about so you'll just keep connecting with them. right right exactly <laughs> Creative yep. burnout is a thing. And if you are not being paid to be creative and it's not a responsibility, one of the things that we're scared of is, well, if we're not being made to do it, I'm not going to do it. And and we don't want to lose that part of ourselves because life happens and then whatever replaces radio, you're going to have to put all of your creative resources and your time into that. And that was another reason why I was scared of losing radio. And I still kind of am. is because mm-hmm. I am such a perfectionist. But if you give me something, I'll go full into that and I'll just cut off like everything else and just all my hobbies go by the wayside. If my hobby is built into my career, that's the sweet spot for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but Twitch is has kind of shown me you can still do that and you will force yourself to be creative, you know, so people prefer being able to the whole point of radio mm-hmm. is to interact with people and for people to feel like they have a voice. Yeah, that's why listeners love it. still. that's why people still gravitate still because you cannot you cannot do that when you're watching a TV show. Huh. Well, Twitch is like that on like because it's constant interactions. They can make things happen in the stream. They get to affect what they're watching, which is why Twitch is so huge. So the the exposure that your client is looking for on air can happen in real time and you can witness it. You don't have to wait for a book to come out, which let's be honest, those books are so antiquated and don't make any sense. Exactly. If, 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 if one if one cluster of books is put to one zip code and, and maybe your your signal isn't even that strong there, of course you're gonna have a bad book. Exactly. It doesn't even make it's so antiquated, so crazy. But like Twitch, you get to see it in real time and there is no books and there is no third party that you have to pay a license to to like get that information. It's right there. Word of mouth will mm-hmm. always be the best marketing tool. Yes. You can spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on marketing. But in le- but but if 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 there's a word of mouth thing going on and let's say there's something bad going around, that will completely kibosh whatever marketing you're trying to do because word of mouth is king. 
Mm-hmm. That's why that's why during the pandemic, the, and this is very smart, a lot of brands did this. Instead of doing the, these huge, gigantic um, campaigns where there's a lot of production and stuff like that, they featured actual people at their home using their products, you know, tag yes. us and then we'll use you. So many big name brands did that, not only to reflect what everyone's lifestyle is now, but because that's more effective because people can more easily place themselves in those people's shoes. Exactly. It just makes sense. If you want to market to people, then you need to show these people that you're the kind of people that we want to be part of our family. I think the pandemic has forced companies to see how important social media advertising is oh, yes. that you need you need to think outside of the box it has forced brands to realize how important it is to get their message out there not with just the big brand billboards and marketing and stuff like that because here's the thing people aren't going out and driving looking at billboards yes. also those don't really work anyways just saying um and people aren't picking up paper pamphlets because of covid what works is people scrolling the people are always on this people are always on that and and the algorithm is constantly changing oh all right I know. it is so so frustrating <laughs> it is constantly changing the rules are constantly changing the hashtags the everything and it's too much you need mm -hmm. to hire someone you need to have someone in home base that their complete dedication is just to research the changing markets and also <clears throat> i'm just gonna put it out there Mm -hmm. You have to be patient with building your follower base. If you think you're going to be to a hundred thousand followers by the end of the year, stop it. I tell people watch mine. Like a you know took three. I'm a three and a half years for mm -hmm. radio. Still not at the 10k, but okay. I've understood it's a slow build. <laughs> you know you can go buy the followers, but that's not going to help you. No, because in that you bring up an amazing point, Marie. <laughs> if you buy the followers, sure, you'll have that number, but now your interaction will be even more embarrassing because you're yes. still having the same amount of interaction and it doesn't make sense for the amount of followers that you have. Mm -hmm. And it'll mm -hmm. actually hurt you because then the algorithm will read to Instagram and Facebook and whatever else because they try to put content in front of people that they care. They read their information, what they're interacting with, and that's how you get in front of eyeballs. Well, if you have 10,000 followers, but your interaction is this low with this ratio, well, then we ain't going to put you in front of people. And if you build a loyal fan base and following, this goes back to what we were talking about earlier. Mm -hmm. Word of mouth. You build a loyal fan base and following and you interact with your people and you care, genuinely care. Over time, it will build. And, and it's, it's so funny and ironic because one of, the one of the reasons why people love social media and stuff like that is the instantaneous feedback. Yet you've got this instantaneous feedback, but building your followership will take years. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So you've got to separate the two <laughs> because we're, we're so like, we want it now. We want it now. We want it now. So we get frustrated and we get like in our heads if we don't immediately get it now. Then you're going to, which is a heartbreaking thing that I've seen happen too many times and admittedly happens to me all the time. I'm human. I'm working through it too. You get creator burnout. Mm -hmm. If you do not see the interactions that you want in growth and you're just nonstop and then you're like, well, I just need to up the ante and you keep just cranking out content and you're not getting the interaction you get, you get burnout. Mm -hmm. And social media managers, social media directors are number one 
for creator burnout. I can because, see that. Because companies don't want to look realistically because everyone's just now getting to social media. So like, oh, if we dedicate one person, we're going to see uh, uh, instantaneous results. Just how if we do a campaign and people <laughs> cut out coupons and we see more for sales, well, it's going to be the same thing with social media. No, because you are dealing with difference in generations and how they interact with brands. You're dealing with uh, getting your message out in a different way. People are used to seeing your message in one way. Now you're shifting gears. And those aren't exactly compatible all the time. It's not just droop. And you're dealing with now someone who is learning your brand needs to make your voice of your brand and, and, and translate that onto social media, which also Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter all talk differently. Mm -hmm. So yeah. So you're not going to get instantaneous results, but a lot of companies that are just getting into it now think that they'll get instantaneous results or fast results, just how they used to with terrestrial marketing. No, you need to be kind. Yes. Be kind to your social media managers for the love of God. Kind to them. It's, it's sad because I feel that if a radio too, especially had embraced social media, digital, all this stuff too, that there actually would be more jobs for people but they would be in like the digital, you know, producing the content. If you have one person dedicated to doing all of it and you don't have a team, whew, that's yeah. gonna, that's gonna, that's gonna take some time. That's gonna, and that's, that's also equipment. That's time. That's creativity. That's management. It's all that while at the same time, still having to learn the ever-changing algorithms and responding to everything. That's a lot on one person. Yes. But, but a lot of people just view it as, Oh, you get to have fun and you get to take pictures. I can do that with my phone and it takes two seconds. So it's easy peasy. And it's like, yeah, I know. Exactly. Exactly. It's like, that's not how this works. <laughs> it's so frustrating. I feel like we get so caught up in the hierarchy sometimes mm -hmm. uh, and wanting to, how do I put this nicely? Wanting to be the one that has the big idea. We don't put the spotlight on other people on our staff. And what we don't realize is if we were to do that, we would become stronger as a brand and stronger as a station. But we're so scared that if we do that, it will somehow make us weaker mm -hmm, or mm -hmm. appear weaker. And it's like, no. But if you were to go, actually, hold on, let me talk to this person. I think they have this and then help raise that person up. Not only will they probably stop having whatever burnout that they were having naturally, in the station, but also now they have another purpose that they can be proud of and take pride in. And now you've got another dedicated employee and someone that see, feels like they're being heard and used and appreciated. It's like, why would you not? And, and I love when I just hear people saying this stuff because I'm just like, see, other people get it. So why? I mean, even outside of radio, it's very hard to find management that really can do that well. It, it just goes back to treat other humans like you'd like to be treated. You're human like humans <laughs> you would think more people that's what i always wonder i'm like didn't anybody teach you that do you mm -hmm. treat other people how you want to be treated are you fine yeah. with that because yeah, like it's, it's it, 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 we're such creative people that i think creative people sometimes get scared um if their creative ideas aren't as accepted as others but true. i've noticed i've noticed if we're able to take down the walls and if you look at the great projects that happen Rarely are they solo acts. They're people that have decided to create a network and to play on each other's strengths because they decided to take down those walls and to evolve others in the creative process and experience because we're stronger together. Yeah. And that's one thing that, 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 that I started 
watching Radio Fam for is I'm just like, wait, where did this account come out of nowhere? <laughs> and I was like, like I said, the messages that you were doing and and, and how you were highlighting, uh, like even interns, because here's the other thing. Too. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was also the intern coordinator because mm-hmm. I was an intern myself. And so I was the intern coordinator and they were my babies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's just my interns. You mm-hmm. don't get them wrong. And if I find out that an intern was talked to in a certain way or whatever else, instead of how I was, it was just a swept it under the rug. You have to deal with it. You know, you're the intern. I would go, I need to have a conversation with you. Oh, good. And the fact the fact that you were even highlighting interns, I'm like, yes, thank you. Because because they're they're a part of it. And, totally. And we were all interns. One thing that I cannot stand is that we have this idea that we need to pay dues and oh. then we can then we can see you as a person that's that's an equal to us. No. Mm-hmm. No. Now I do agree that there needs to be some coaching and some whatever else because you don't understand the way the industry works or whatever else. So yeah, maybe some ideas or suggestions don't make sense because Mm -hmm. you're ignorant to the way things are, but that isn't a reflection on them that they're in that that they're incompatible or they don't get it. It just means we need to up ourselves as mentors. Mm -hmm. And and obviously if they even have ideas, that means they're thinking creatively and outside the box. And instead of like being like, Oh, that doesn't make sense. You're done. Canceled. No, like, like cherish these people, build them up because they have an interest. And just because they're an intern doesn't mean we don't acknowledge them. And I think it's the other thing of being scared of being replaced with the younger generation. Yeah. Uh, And it's like, well, if you were to build these people up and build them with you and become friends with them, then they wouldn't want to take you down. Exactly. (laughs) I know they want to take you down when you start acting like that asshole because they're like, okay, motherfucker, I'll show you. (laughs) Yeah, it's like it's like Bill Pitt. One of the things that I was told, and I will never for I will never forget this for the rest of my life. One of the websites uh, back when I first was an intern, we were trying to figure out a way to put a video on the website, and I will never forget this for the rest of my life. So when I first was an intern, we had like really antiquated website, really bad, <laughs> and we were trying to figure out a way to put a video embedded on the website. Uh-huh. And so there was a man at the station that was like the self-proclaimed uh, website editor. Uh, and then I kind of found out later on, it was kind of like an emperor wears no clothes situation sort of a thing. Mm-hmm. And so I was sent down there to ask him for help. And not only did he insult me, but he said that I wasn't smart enough to grasp it and he didn't want to take the time to teach me because I was just an intern and I wouldn't stick around there anyways. I'd be gone by the end of summer. Oh my God. Uh. Fast forward to two years later and I'm the webmaster for four websites. Bitch. Station. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was the one that people were coming to being like, I don't understand what's happening. And guess what? I didn't do what I did, what was done to me. No, Mm -hmm. no, 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 no. I said, sit down in my office. Let's carve out some time. I'm going to teach you. Mm -hmm. And now because promotions, people don't get a staff. Marketing people don't get a staff. Your staff is you yourself and then whatever intern is free that day that doesn't have classes. (laughs) But then because I helped people, I started to create a little community at my station where people would be like, do you need help? Let's, Let's go do. Let's go whatever. Yeah, man, I'm there for you because it's like that's what you – Build people up. Don't tear them down. Build people up. We all have egos. I have an ego. Obviously, I have an ego. I want to be on camera. I want to be – obviously, I have an ego. But no one to check it. No one to check it. No one to use your ego to, for creativity. No one to check it. Put it in that little box. Put it away. And then 
treat people like people. I'm not saying to completely change yourself. Obviously, mm -hmm. we need egos even to be in this industry because there's a lot of cutthroatness and there's a lot of judgments and whatever else that we all have to deal with. You have to have an ego. Mm -hmm. You just have to. But be a human first. I feel like this could be a training video. Take out all your pieces and make a training video just for people in in right any job. <laughs> it's just a basic how, how you treat people, and then they give back. You know, you're good to your people. They give back to you. They're pride. They're they're excited. I mean, just like the the brand influence. You're the advocates for your product. They become mm -hmm. a product uh, an advocate for your company because they're excited to work there. Companies that do most are the companies that talk to their employees as people and not as cogs in a machine. Again, it's going to have to be from the ground up because it's been so ingrained in us that we're so scared and we tie our identities to this community that we're just so scared of leaving that. Of course, it all makes sense. I know it sounds like that I'm hating on this rate. I love this industry. Me but too. when you yeah. love something, when you love something, you want to see it grow and flourish. You know, and then and then also acknowledging that not everybody is management. You know, I, I think that, you know, you're taught as like a kid that you, you go to school and you go to college and then you get into an entry level job and then you work your way up to management. Well, not everybody's like meant for management, you know, not many, everybody's a good leader not everybody's a, but everybody has a place. It's just a matter of finding that person's place. If everyone was just given the same, like, Hey, you know what? Hold on. Uh, you're a value as a person, everything else. Let's talk. Let's listen. It would be, we would be growing exponentially and we would be so, uh, I, Radio is such a special thing because I feel like we're given even more freedom to do things. But once again, it's grasping that and it's also listening to people that might have more experience in different areas and listening to their con consultation. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay if you don't have all the answers. That's yeah. why you hire people in your organization. And then also, if you're really that concerned, kudos on you for hiring this person. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> kudos on you. Look at that. You found a diamond in the rough. Well, it's been so awesome to meet you through this too. I'm so glad you started interacting too uh, with me because it's so overwhelming for somebody who is introverted. Like I'm totally enjoying all these people that I'm meeting. It's also like, wow, this is a lot of people, a lot of like stuff. Hey, it surprises me that you're introverted. It really does because <laughs> like, it's like you're so engaging and everything else. And it's like, you're, I'm so introverted. And I'm like you, but you like put out interviews of like people. And I, I forced myself because I, I was like, th there was just content I'm that I feel like I want to ask people these questions about yeah. themselves. And I want to know these stories. And I'm like, but I'm not a radio host. And I'm like, I'm like, but if I sit around and wait for a radio host to do it, then I'm just not going to know this stuff. So that's why I'm like, you know, let's do a no pressure, not interview, just a regular conversation. I'll record it. You What's know, a radio host. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. What's a radio host? What's a radio host? I, I guess I to me, somebody more extroverted that wants to be, you know, like you I'm said, you're like, I'm a ham. I am. I am. But you are being a radio host right now. <laughs> That's a great point. That is a great point. And, and I'm putting out the content online. Look at that. You are. And your interviewing skills. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, don't sell yourself short. Once again, it goes to that whole thing of like, well, when do I, you know, get the into the community and when do I get acknowledged? Whatever else. No, you, you don't wait for anybody else. You are a host. You are the host Thank of you. the radio fan. Yeah. So no, if you need, if you need someone to give you that, whatever. Okay. I christen you Marie of the radio fam, a radio host. <laughs> I love it. I knight you. <laughs> That's great. That's great.